0: I, I was thinking about obviously the, the Easter uh, account and and just everything that that uh, it represents for us and I just wanted to share some uh, today some of the just thoughts that that God put put on my heart when I read the Easter account especially when they discovered the empty to- tomb it just blows me away the 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 shattered expectations that that they are experiencing, and I don't know if you've ever like expected something so much, or you've worked at something and it just done, did not happen, just didn't happen the way that you thought it should happen. I remember um, when I was in school, and it was one of the first like real art classes that I had taken. Uh, you know, not like the, the cool art class where you go in and you just get to like draw a picture and the teacher says good job. and uh, But this is kind of like where you're learning different genres and you're learning about different types of artists and, and impressionism and all that kind of stuff. And in this particular class, what would happen is we would learn about something and then we were to go home and we were to create that type of artwork. And then we were meant to be back and we would put it on display and everyone would look at it and uh, think, you know, they would, you know, we'd talk about it and the teacher would talk about it and different things like that. And this particular week we were on mosaic and uh, the teacher explained it and said, all right, go home and, and create a mosaic. So this is what I did. I, I went home. And I, I drew this uh, picture, and then I painted it, and this was back in the 80s, and remember Nagel? Uh, Nagel was the artist who kind of did the, the Asian-Japanese kind of women, and just really plain, not a lot of uh, features. Well, I did something like that, and after I, I painted this thing and thought it was all awesome, then I, then I, uh, I cut it up, and... Uh, then I took the pieces on a on a board, and I I got glue or something like that, and I I reapplied all of the cut up pieces back on you know back in order with little gap between it, and I I was done, and I was like I, I worked really really hard at it, and and I thought oh wow this is this is great, so I couldn't wait to go back to the class, so. What we did, you know, we went in there and we would put up our put up our artwork. And I went in there and I started looking at everybody else's artwork. And they had like these, you know, little pieces of things, and they had put them all together and and created some sort of design. And I'm like, wow, idiots! You know, they totally <laughs> missed the point of this. Everything. I was looking at my my beautiful painting that I had cut up, and it looked kind of like a. a a shattered glass kind of kind of effect, and I couldn't wait for the the teacher to come in and, and talk about. So she's, she's going around, and she's talking about each one and and everything, and she gets to mine and she skips it, and goes to the next one. I'm like, huh, that's odd. And she's and she just kind of said, you know, Mr. McNeese. Uh, uh, just meet me after class, and we'll we'll discuss yours. And I'm thinking, oh, well, obviously, she didn't want to brag too much on mine, <laughs> make everybody feel bad, you know, about, about theirs and everything. So after class, uh, uh, I, I go up, and I, and, and I said, well, and she's all like, well, the, the assignment was to do a mosaic. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And, and uh, she's all like, well, this isn't a mosaic. Uh, I can see that you put a lot of effort. Into it, I can see that you worked hard at it, but it just wasn't the assignment. And those of you who are under thirty aren't going to understand the next part of the story. She gave me an F for not doing the assignment. (laughs) It was a failure. I didn't get a, uh, you know, a needs improvement or something like that. I mean, or or, you know, uh, you know, fail F. And I gotta tell you, I my. I was just devastated. I I just I couldn't believe it. I'd worked so hard on it and 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 it was just the wrong thing. And I, I look back on on that story and and, and I think about how I approached that. It's often how I and and many of us and 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 the disciples and the and the women in in the Easter account Uh, approached life. That they expected something to be a certain way, that they had it focused in their mind of how it was meant to be, and they didn't really listen to what was going on around them, and they tried to put it together. They tried to put together what they thought, was meant to be the picture of, of the world, of the, the picture of their reality. Let me uh, just, if you open up your Bibles to Luke 24, and we'll just start out kind of looking at this, just look at what they do. But very early on Sunday morning, the women came to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. They prepared them, why? To 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 anoint the body of Jesus. They found that the stone covering the entrance had been rolled aside. So they went in, but they couldn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. They were puzzled, trying to think what could have happened to it. You see, going through life, we have these expectations. When I was young, I I expected that, that... I was going to be rich, I was going to be famous, I was going to be successful, I was going to keep my hair. I had all of these kind of expectations of what life was going to be like. You know, I, I, I many of us envision, uh, you know, the, the perfect marriage or a beautiful house or a, or a great career, and what we start to do is is these things, as we grow and and our expectations are are broken, that that we often take the approach of how I viewed a mosaic, that you have this beautiful picture. Mine, I don't know if it was all that beautiful to begin with, but just for the sake of the story, let's say you have a beautiful picture, the ideal of what life should look like. But through our brokenness, through our heartache, through the, through the different things in life, that, that that picture of what we thought it should be starts getting cut up. And what do we do? As those pieces start to fall off, we, we pick them up and we, we try to glue them back together and, and to put them back into place. And these pieces break apart all the time. I mean, think, just think about a simple one of of, of marriage. You know, 50% of us, our, our, our marriages, they, they end in failure. That, that, but none of us think that our marriages are going to end in failure when we get married. I've done enough weddings to, to know that. that. That we go into, into marriage and we think it's going to be all sex and caviar. That we that we think is just going to be great all the time, and then, but we did, and we discount the reality that oh my gosh we have two broken people coming together, and these broken people get it all put together for a day or for a period of time leading up to that. And they uh, time and they they get into their tuxedos and they get into their white dresses and and they spend hours on their hair and you just get this picture and you think oh my gosh this is great until the next day you kind of wake up and you look over and you see that your new spouse you know smiles at you and they got a tooth buddy of some of you know some hors d'oeuvre you know left in there and their breath kind of stinks and, you know, they didn't think about getting Beano because all the rich foods and everything. You're like, wait a second, this is kind of breaks the, the ideal. And, 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 you know, you go along in life and, and you know, there's, there's these different kinds of brokenness kind of things that we all carry, start coming in to that marriage. And for a lot of us, that's too much. The the pieces start falling apart and we keep on trying to desperately put them back onto our picture of what it should look like. But the fractures are falling apart faster than we can put it back together. And eventually we just walk away from that aspect and we say, well, I guess it just wasn't meant to be. How many of us are are working in industries that we went to school for or thought we were going to do? You know, I mean, I thought I was going to be a fireman or a policeman. You know, when I was little, and then I thought I was going to be an international businessman, and and uh, you know, eventually God led me a path where where uh, I'm I'm a I'm a pastor. You know, my, my story is not unique. I mean, it's, only, it's almost a joke about people who, you know, how many people are actually doing what they got their, their bachelors in. Why is that? The reason is that we have expectations of what this career is going to be, and we get into it, and we realize that our expectations are not the reality. And what happens when we get into that place in our life? We all respond very similar. We can get frustrated. We can get angry. We can get hurt. A lot of us can go into a depression. Because things just are not what we thought that they were going to be. And the longer that we try to hold on to the paradigm where the vision of what, how we thought it was going to be and continue to try to put back the pieces of the picture that we have drawn for life it is going to take all our energy. And it's going to take all of our extra time. And all we're going to ever end up with is a fractured picture of how we thought it was going to be and many of us turn to bitterness and and pain when we get to that point but there is a different way let's continue in the story in verse five as the women got there suddenly two men appeared to them clothed in dazzling robes The women were terrified and bowed low before them. Then the man asked, Why are you looking in a tomb for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He has risen from the dead. I love this next part. It reminds me of what my teacher told me. Don't you remember what, she said, I, he told you back in Galilee? Don't you remember what? He told you? That the Son of Man must be betrayed in the hands of a sinful man and to be crucified, and then He would rise again on the third day. They remembered this, that He had said this. They remembered that He had said this. We're I, mean, I take myself back to the classroom. She's like, don't you remember that I told you that a mosaic was a lot of broken pieces from different things? And then an artist picks it up and creates something entirely new and beautiful out of it. And I responded much like the women did. Oh, yeah, I think I remember you saying something like that. But I was so focused on what I wanted to do and how I thought it should be that I totally missed the assignment. You know, you can't really blame them too much. You can blame me, but you can't blame them too much of their, their response, of how they responded to this thing. Because as humans, as people, that we, we uh, learn about new things in life in two different ways. We learn it in the FedEx way and the Fax way, F-A-X, Fax, facsimile. Cool new technology. Uh, we're a culturally current church here. Uh, I was thinking about it, and, and, and basically this is how we uh, really bring something new into our life. The FedEx way was when FedEx came along, uh, that there was really, all you all you had was the post office. And and before FedEx, uh, the post office wasn't nearly as efficient and professional as they are now uh, that that uh, yeah that, yeah that was a joke uh, and uh, they uh, there but there was no overnight service and FedEx came and said you know what we can do overnight service that we can take a package and you can deliver it to or we'll pick it up and we'll get it somewhere else overnight and this. This was a new understanding of how things were doing. We've all sent packages before FedEx. That this wasn't a new concept; it was just a faster thing of what we already knew. And that's how many of us uh, we we understand, you know, new things in our life is is it's basically the same thing. It's just a little bit different. It's maybe a little bit faster, a little bit shinier, or or whatever. But it's just, it's a, it's a new bit. And we can put it into our life pretty, pretty easy. The other thing is fax. Now, fax was an interesting thing when it came out. I remember when when uh, uh, the, uh, the family business that I was working in at uh, Russmar, we got our fax machine. Or the first time I used a fax machine? This is, a, this is an amazing thing, you know, is this, this, this box comes and... You could run, well, you all know what a fax does, I won't go through it, but, but basically you fax somebody. And this was just mind-blowing, like, you know, we all, we all knew we could send letters or, or bring, or, or have FedEx bring a letter overnight or, or something like that, but what about this, this fax thing? How, how does it work, you know? And I still don't know how it works, but basically, you know, you, you can fax this, this piece of paper and somebody else will get it. And I remember doing it for the first time, and I remember picking up the phone right after it sent. You know, we, our machine, it would like go, and it would like spit out on the, on the ground. I figured that was done. So I picked up the phone and I called the, the person uh, who I sent it to, and I'm like, Well, did you get it? Yeah, they're coming. It's coming through. It's coming through. And I'm like, So what do you see? And they're like, well, and they, they start reading, you know, like what the, what the document was. And this was totally amazing. And I didn't understand it. I don't understand it now how it works. But, but I could put it into my life because I used it. It was something that I could use. And even though I didn't understand it, it became part of what I did. The challenge about the resurrection is it's not a FedEx thing and it's not a fax thing. It's not a new bit of information that that we can put into our life or it's not something that we can use that we put into the paradigm that we already have. It's something completely outside of that. And this is what the women were, were faced with. That nobody before then or after then, had risen from the dead, that raised themselves from the dead. That it wasn't in their their paradigm, and it wasn't usable, it wasn't understandable. They had a vision of what life was meant to be when somebody got crucified on a cross and they were put in the grave. There they stayed. And the amazing thing about the Bible is that they all expected that. Every single one of the disciples expected that. All the women, Mary and uh, Mary Magdalene and Martha, they all expected Jesus to stay in the grave, that their whole paradigm, their, all their expectations were shattered, because what they expected was the coming of the Messiah to set up an earthly kingdom to topple Rome and to reestablish David, King David's kingdom. That's what they wanted. That's what they expected. That's what everybody thought when they were putting their palms and coats down the week before when Jesus was doing his triumphant entry. They had all of these expectations. It it all came crashing down. So what did they do? Well, in verse 9, this is what they did. So they rushed back to tell his 11 disciples because the 12th had killed himself because of his shattered expectations and everyone else what had happened the women who went to the tomb were mary magdalene joanna mary the mother of james and several others they told the apostles what had happened but the story sounded like nonsense So they didn't believe it. That word nonsense, this is Luke writing this. Luke was a medical doctor. And he uses a medical term. The Greek word is laros. And that means delusional or crazy. That Luke said that these women, the disciples thought that they were bonkers. That they were nuts. That they were in serious need of some couch time that that they you know you know where I'm going with is that they didn't believe them they just thought they were crazy however peter ran to the tomb to look stooping he peered in and saw the empty linen wrappings then he went home again what was he doing wondering what had happened even peter The rock who was going to be the rock that Jesus was going to build His church through. Just wondering. Wondering what happened. And it wasn't until Jesus showed up in the upper room that it all came together and it changed everything. It changed everything, because up until this point, they did a mosaic like I did a mosaic, which wasn't a mosaic at all, that they had this ripped-up worldview, ripped-up paradigm that they kept on trying to patch together. And God was saying, no, 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 no. You don't need this ripped-up patchwork of a life. You need a mosaic. And the cool thing about a mosaic is that it's a complete shattering of things. And it's just in a big pile. And then an artist picks up those pieces and creates something that the artist envisions into something beautiful. I uh, have this uh, mosaic here usually hangs on that wall, and many of you probably weren't around when this was made. Um, about four years ago, uh, our community, uh, we really challenged one another to, to walk away from, from pursuing a life that was based on consumer debt. On credit cards, trying to beat the Joneses and the Smiths, and and all of those kind of things, uh, you know, trying to trying to buy stuff to erect a life that just wasn't real and it was built on plastic. So what many of us did was we took our our credit cards and we ground ground them in a in a, a shredding machine as an act of worship, saying, God, we reject this path. And the cool thing is an artist in our community took those shredded up pieces and created a piece of artwork. And what she did was she made the 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 prisms of, of, of light. And uh, then there is these black ones, which is uh is a cage. And then outside of the cage, she has this bird flying free. And this is to represent that when we allow the, the pieces, our expectations, our preconceived notion of what is fair and what life should be, when we let that fall to the ground, and we give that up to the creator of the universe, the most powerful, and wonderful artist ever to reconstruct something, what we experience is beauty and freedom. You see, the resurrection is a mosaic. That was the day... based on how you view the resurrection or how you've experienced the resurrection, that everything changed. You see, the resurrection, Easter is not just a one-day thing that happened 2,000 years ago. The resurrection, we live in the reality of the resurrection every single day, every single moment, that it changed everything. Because That was the day that everything shattered. And some people tried to patch and still try to patch it back together to re-put together what they expect and what they think it's meant to be like while other people, hopefully you and hopefully I, allow it all just to shatter to the ground and say, God, you are the ultimate artist. Put these broken, shattered pieces of my life back together how you see fit and create something beautiful out of this mess. If those of us who can step away and release and allow God to do that, experience a completely different life than those who don't. You see, the track of of trying to put life back together after disappointment, after disappointment, after disappointment, that path leads to bitterness and anger and depression and all of these kinds of different things. There's only so much energy, so much strength that we have and just as the dominoes fall, as the bad things happen again and again and again, and they do. You can look at it and say, gosh, I just I got I to get it to stick up there one more time. And, and you get it to stick and then another piece falls off and you're trying to get that to stick and, stick and stick and stick and stick. And it takes all of your energy and it takes all of your time. It takes all of your spirit to do that until you have nothing left. But God had a different plan. It says, take a step back and let it fall and let it shatter. Don't try to put it back together. Let me do it for you. And for those of us who have been able to do that, we don't face the reality, the inevitable reality of bitterness and brokenness and anger and depression we experience the opportunity to ex- live in God, to, to experience His vision and His paradigm and vision for our life. And I can tell you today that that is why Christ died on the cross and rose again, to give each and every one of us the opportunity to live in the reality that God loved us so much that He sent His only Son to die for us so we didn't have to perish, but we truly can have eternal life, that we can have a relationship with the Creator of the universe, with with God, with the greatest artist, creative being ever. And to live out the beauty that He has envisioned for us. Let's pray. Dear God I just thank you for everyone here pausing in their busy uh, schedules to remember your power to remember what you 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 did and to remember how we get to live in in your reality. God I just pray for each and every one of us that we can allow ourselves to step away and let the pieces of our broken life fall to the ground, to give up our expectations and to realize that you have something much better for us. We love you, Lord. You <laughs>